listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. What's up? We're here to talk about news stories like we do every week. But yeah. first, how was your week? Well, it was great. You and I have another victory to celebrate. I just thought of this. Alex Jones is back on Twitter, baby. <laughs> Why did it take so long? It only took what? <laughs> He's been suspended for like five years, right? I was about to say, he was like one of the few villains that yeah. that didn't come back well, when, he's when back. Musk bought it. He's back. Take that, globalists. <laughs> to all the globalists listening, take that. Alex is coming for you. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's to make some money he's so he can pay something. a billion dollars in fines yeah, right. yeah. to the Sandy Hook victims. He definitely made a boo-boo with that one. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> definitely made a boo-boo. People often say that you know, their mouth gets them in trouble. Yeah. Not that much trouble. <laughs> he might be in the most trouble ever for just saying something. I think so. I mean, well, Again, I mean, the history of the world, right? I mean, as far as like no one getting killed. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's been people who said stuff and oh, got yeah. you killed. Yeah, but like you like, called the king fat in you know, exactly. 1200, you got but beheaded. Other than that, he has to be number one. Number one. <laughs> all time. <laughs> a billion dollars seems a bit steep. I don't care that he's got to pay a billion dollars. It was just like. Why couldn't we have done it at thirty million or something like right. that? Something more reasonable for him to pay. But you know, the globalists wanted to silence him, <laughs> so that's <laughs> why they, they gave him a billion. They weren't able to. They can't get him. He was on Tucker Carlson too. I heard was he? Yeah, but I haven't watched I it. You, he's wild now that he's not on. Tucker's on a whole other level, buddy. Say, Fox News, if anything, they were holding him back. Yeah. <laughs> Fellow deadhead Tucker, Car- really? Tucker Carlson. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're everywhere, Tiny. <laughs> nice. We're in all facets of life. <laughs> People don't know. Found out my new advertising and marketing director listened to the dead a little bit. I don't know how committed she is, though. Right. She was like, that's what I listened to in college. And I'm like, you've done drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get your drug test done real quick. Is anyone into the Grateful Dead that hasn't? Yeah, uh, Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm aware of. Because I'm just here thinking like, uh, I don't know, something like Philip, the straight edge deadhead. Yeah. That'd oh. be like a great comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, There is communities within the jam band scene proper of sober fans. Okay. Yeah. Of like, we... We don't participate in that. Like, either we're going through recovery or whatever. So when we go to shows, we hang out with these like-minded people who aren't going to be doing and pressuring us to do stuff and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I guess I would qualify for that now, but <laughs> right. I'm just comfortable <laughs> not doing drugs. I'm weird enough that I think the music is okay without drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of which, Hudson and I, I bought tickets for Hudson and I to go see Hank Williams Jr., baby. Nice. Yeah, he's excited about it. Where's he going to be? In Birmingham. Okay, nice. Hudson texted me, was like, we have to go. I will spend all my money on the tickets, you know. And then he was like, I'll drive. And I was like, you're not driving to Birmingham, but... <laughs> Uh, we got a few months before that one, but that'll be good. That's actually, I mean, that's kind of flattering that he's wanting you to go with him. Yeah. I mean, he's a teenager. He's got tons of friends. Well, we have. And he wants to go with his dad. That's awesome. We have very similar music taste, mm-hmm. and we enjoy about the same um, same type of music. 
he can get a little far off into the hip hop stuff that's beyond me. Right. You know, I was like, I don't understand. I am too old and white to get this. <laughs> right. But outside of that, we like a lot of the same music mm-hmm. and we get along well for the most part. We probably uh, get along the best on common interests than any of my other kids, than the other two kids. Okay. Yeah. Thomas and I can hang out and get along well. Like, we can just have normal conversations about whatever and get mm-hmm. along fine. I don't know if Libby likes me or not right now. <laughs> she, uh, Libby had a little love interest. And a few weeks ago, he decided he wasn't interested in Libby anymore, mm-hmm. which is fine. He was Church of I Christ. I mean, it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially it happens in seventh grade. Yeah. And he was Church of Christ. I was like, it's never going to work out, Libby. <laughs> He's... You're unequally yoked, girl. <laughs> so he found him another girl. Well, that girl, of course, dumped him. And now he's come back, crawling back to Libby. <laughs> and so I got home the other day and Libby and was telling Deidre about it. And of course, Libby's super excited. Hey, he texted me again, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Libby, drop that zero and get yourself a hero. Like mm-hmm. He's already turned his back on you once. He's going to do it again. Well, she didn't like that. She's been mad at me all weekend about it. But I was just like, hey, he's already crushed you once. Don't let him crush you again. Man, what? I mean. That's something with girls. I, don't I know. know. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't want to. I, I mean, look, men are very dumb. Oh, absolutely. About a lot of stuff. But girls are. They're dumb too. Real dumb about others. Like, yeah. why do you believe that, dude? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just like, Libby. Like, we, we know because we've been there right. before. Right. Well, like, of course, Deidre got on to me for not. Because <laughs> she don't understand either. For not being sensitive that Libby was excited about it all. And I was like, Deidre, do you want Libby to get smacked around by her husband one day and then keep going back to him? I was like, this is the this is the precedent we're setting. <laughs> this is where it starts. And she's like, you're being dramatic. This is seventh grade. I was like, that's a solid point. But my point still stands. This is essentially what's happened. Yeah. Well, anyways, I don't know if Libby, she's just a teenage girl, and Mm -hmm. I'm just an old man, so I don't know if she likes me or not sometimes. My six-year-old reminded me of something yesterday where mama's gone shopping. Me and him were just hanging out, playing games. Yeah. And he just looks over out of the blue and says, don't forget, Dad, you're fat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get hit with the fat stuff all the time. It's like, you're just mad because you have not won a single track in Mario Kart. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to crush you. Mark. I was about to let you win, but never again. Yeah, I get hit with a crush with the fat stuff from my kids all the time, you know, and it doesn't even bother me anymore. It's just funny. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, I know I'm fat. Like, I own a mirror. I can see what I look like. Like, y'all don't even get to look at me naked. And I am grotesque. <laughs> What do you got as far as stories this week? Okay, we're going to talk about a lady who got in trouble at Chipotle. All right. Um, We're going to talk about a deer in California. And we're going to, I got another George Santos story. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about an octopus. I have a story about the BBC presenter. I think her name is uh, Miriam Mashiri. Okay. That's just Sounds right. shot in the dark. I was going to start with this one, though. 
Mexican-based startup accused of selling a health drink made from endangered fish. Okay. I bet it's delicious. <laughs> I was supposed to say, uh, in their defense, this is great. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's delicious and nutritious. I probably have a friend on Facebook that's involved in this pyramid scheme <laughs> of health drinks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, environmental watchdogs accused a Mexican-based startup Thursday for violating international trade laws by selling a health supplement made from endangered, is this a Totoabaya oh, fish? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. To several countries, including the U.S. and China, advocates told the Associated Press they have concerns that the company, the Blue Formula, could be selling fish that is illegally caught in the wild. The Blue Formula. <laughs> that's the name of the company. That sounds sinister. <laughs> like, that would be an Austin Powers company or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, the product, which the company describes as nature's best-kept secret, is a small sachet of powder containing collagen taken from the fish and is designed to be mixed into a drink. So, okay. Think something like, uh, what is it? AG, like, what is it? Uh, I, I was thinking more like Crystal Light. Well, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the stuff that uh, Joe Rogan's always shilling. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I have, athletic Greens. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Athletic Greens. Under the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, to which Mexico and the U.S. are both signatories, any export or for sale of uh, totoaba fish is illegal unless bred in captivity with a permit. As a listed protected species, commercial import is also illegal under U.S. trade law. Uh, the fish has been listed as an endangered species <laughs> under the U.S. Endangered Species Act since 1979, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The Blue Formula did not immediately respond to an AP request for comment. The company claims on its website to operate 100% sustainably by sourcing fish from Cygnus Ocean, a farm which it has a permit to breed the fish and is also using a portion of their profits to release some of the farm fish back into the wild. So what's okay. the problem? I this mean, it says like, right there on their website. These are like those white people shoes we discussed. <laughs> yes. You buy one, they buy one for somebody else. Yeah. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Uh, however, Cygnus Ocean does not have a permit for commercial export of the fish, according to the environmental groups. Oh, you going to uh, believe them? Of course. <laughs> you going to believe the environmental groups? <laughs> uh, liberals. <laughs> the farm also did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Okay. Uh, while the eco, well, they're busy. Well, they're. I mean, you think they're selling endangered fish <laughs> and killing endangered fish. You think you think farming endangered fish? You think yeah. fish husbandry is an easy job? <laughs> well, I want to say if you want to get the fish off the endangered list, this is one way to do it: right. is make it profitable to mm -hmm. have them. Then they'll be like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna make sure there's a population out there, right? Right? Because we got to have our." Uh, our collagen. Our from collagen a, drink. What is from collagen? From the blue, blue formula. Do you know what collagen is? I thought it was like fat. Yeah, I thought it was too. Like yeah. uh, like that's what you get injected into your lips to look like a baboon or I think whatever. it's made from cartilage. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure on I that. I really have no idea. Cartilage is the, uh, like the stuff that your ears made out of. True. I know that part. Okay. <laughs> True, uh, I mean, surprise everyone, we are not scientists. <laughs> anyway, it just goes on. It says the, out, the ecological impact of breeding the fish in captivity is much smaller relative to wild fishing. The Center for Biological Diversity, Mexico's representative Alejandro Oliveira said, they fear that the 
company and farm could also be used as a front. So he's saying he fears that yeah. this is a farm on paper, but really they're go out, going out there and catching them. Well, there is no good enforcement of the traceability of the fish in Mexico, so it could easy it could be easy to launder the wild totoaba <laughs> fish. Well, how do they once they're already ground up into powder? How do you know what fish is what fish? Right. How do you how do we know that they're even using this particular totoaba right. fish? Right. That's what I say. Like once they, it's eat, probably goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you go to Captain D's and they give you a fried piece of whitefish, mm-hmm. who knows what that is? You know, it could be this Toa Toa. Yeah, I tell, you, I tell it's you, it's not it's not tuna. No, it's not tuna. <laughs> I you. Not bass, not brim. <laughs> who knows what it is? Uh, I guess there's probably DNA or something you could do. I have no idea about any of that. But I don't like them killing endangered fish. But it is a good idea if there is an endangered fish, let's breed them and release them. I think that's a great idea. Also, what is, I mean, what's so great about this drink? I want to know more about the drink. Oh, I have no idea. powder that you're supposed to stir up in water. Well, people will drink anything. Yeah, you know all the the quote-unquote nutrition places that are around now? Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what any of that stuff is. They're like, (laughs) I see people all the time, they're like, I got my energy drink from Kintu Nutrition. Nothing against Kintu Nutrition. I know the I kind of know the people who uh, own it. He used to come in Roly Poly all the time. Jay did, but they, nobody knows if that's going to give you any energy or anything like that. I remember here a while back there was a place in town called was it Northport Nutrition or yeah, something, and right. Therefore, while every single person was posting their drink yeah. that they got on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, right. And then out of the blue, one day my wife is like, they make really good drinks over there. And they're so good for you. I need to go over there and get one. <laughs> need to get one. And I'm just like, why does it's, this not work for Earth Oddity? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but really, they're just selling you watered down Kool-Aid, I think, okay. is what they're doing. Yeah. That's my theory. I don't know. I've never had one. Do you have any friends that work in a lab? Like, can we go get a drink and have him break it down in a lab and find out? I don't I don't know that I know any lab technicians. <laughs> we need to put the call out to the Earth Oddity Army. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Who do they know that works in a lab? <laughs> I'd like to go to Wildcat Nutrition or wherever and get one of these things and see what it is. Mm-hmm. I have a fear. What if it came back as a Toa Toa to- to- <laughs> buy a fish or whatever? I'd go buy them out. <laughs> you give me a chance to get a hold to taste some endangered animals, I will. Yeah. 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 If you were to kill a bald eagle and call me and go, I killed a bald eagle, John. I've, I've got it back here on the smoker. We're going <laughs> to eat it in a little while. I would be right over. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what rich people do, right? I guess that's what they do. I don't yeah. know. I've I've never been rich. I don't know what rich people do. But if you get a chance to eat something endangered, you need to. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's an obligation. <laughs> because it may not be around next time. Well, you do want to try something. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't want, you don't want it to die for nothing. You know? <laughs> right. Like, if you're going to kill it, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Just want to try it. Just a little taste. Mm-hmm. I bet you if you eat a ball eagle, you feel patriotic. I mean, all the way through to your core. This is way off, but I remember hearing one time a statistic that something about like so many species of, or so many unknown is, it, species are going extinct. Have you ever heard? What's the, oh, what's, I have what's no the idea. stat? 
Anyway, my, my big extinction stat is that 50% of all animals that have been <laughs> extinct in Alabama or in North America since 1800 happened in Alabama. <laughs> I just remember thinking, well, if they're undiscovered species, then how do we know? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would, m- maybe we need to start a series where we just eat endangered animals. <laughs> Which a guy I know killed a river otter this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're supposed to kill. I think you have to get a permit to trap river otters. I don't know for sure, but uh, he shot one and posted it on his Facebook. It's still up today. Oh my gosh! Shout out, Stan probably knows who it is. So maybe it is legal. I don't know. Huh. I don't know the legalities of hunting river otters in Alabama, but. He definitely shot one. He was like, it ain't going to be messing with no ducks and eating crappies back in this slough anymore, <laughs> which is true. I mean, they they run roughshod. Otters are pretty rough. They're cute, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, our, our, I mean, the ducks, are they? Well, I don't think ducks are endangered. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes when these species, I mean – I just thought otters were protected, and I could be 100% wrong. I've done no research on it, mm-hmm. and that there was a special time of the year where you could trap them in Alabama, and that was about it. But I don't know. Have you ever seen otters in the wild in Alabama? No, I uh, have seen, it's pretty cool I've if you seen, seen otters at the zoo. Yeah, yeah. They're I've pretty seen cool them. there. I've seen them on the Sipsy before. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. I've seen weasels, too. Mm-hmm. We get some weasels every once in a while, or whatever they are. Anyways, that ain't got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> you're typing away over there. I feel I, like you're looking for something. Well, here's the deal. I uh, I accidentally closed all my <laughs> my entire browser, so all my stories are gone. Well, let me get into my story while you <laughs> reload yours up. A uh, woman who threw a hot Chipotle bowl at employee at an employee mm-hmm. is sentenced to work two months in the fast food industry. I didn't know that. We did, I mean, was this like the court of Judge Joe Brown? Well, I mean, this sounds like a, <laughs> a violation of the Eighth Amendment, but I think this was in lieu of going to jail. They gave her the option to pick this. Right, that makes sense. Also, I, I could be wrong, but I think there's a, uh, I think there's an exemption there for people who are incarcerated. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, we, you can make them work, which oh. is. <laughs> Yeah, we just have a lot of them. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of work that gets done that way. So not yeah. as in Alabama, not as much trash picking up as I'd like to see, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, a woman who went berserk and threw a bowl of hot food into the face of a Chipotle worker has been sentenced by a judge not only to a month in jail, but also two months working in a fast food job. Hmm. Rosemary Haney was caught on video screaming at a Chipotle worker. Uh, on September 5th of this year. She threw the food at Emily Russell's face from close range, and the 39-year-old mother of four subsequently pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge. Judge Timothy Gilligan, <laughs> great name. <laughs> the skipper, too. <laughs> That's the only Gilligan I've ever heard in my entire life, is the one on TV. I remember there was a Gilligan... That was mentioned on Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I must have been enthralled <laughs> with Kelly Kapowski. Well. I missed a lot of the dialogue on that man, show. This is, <laughs> this is deep cut right here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was an episode where Zach and Jesse, they were running for student council president. Okay. And 
I think Zach won by one vote. Of course. And Kelly was like, I voted for Gilligan. Okay. So there you go. Way to go, that's Kelly. The, that's the one other Being Gilligan. Being a sweet young lady, like a sweet angel like she is, <laughs> she chose the route of, I'm not going to create conflict between my two other friends. Yeah. Um, Judge Timothy Gilligan in Parma, Ohio, gave her the choice of a 90-day jail sentence or a 30-day sentence on top of 60 days working in a fast food job. The judge commented about hearing every time, oh, about the hearing. Every time you watch the video, it makes you more and more upset. I was thinking, what else can I do rather than just have her sit in jail? Um, you didn't get your burrito bowl the way you like it. And this is how you respond, he asked her in court. <laughs> Gilligan asked her at the hearing, do you want to walk in her shoes for two months and learn how people should treat people? Or do you want to do your jail time? To which Haney responded, I'd like to walk in her shoes. That's an easy choice, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I get to be locked up for 90 days or work 60 of those days. I'll, I'll do the work release for yeah. sure. He's been on, Judge Gilligan has been on the deck, uh, the bench for three decades, expresses displeasure at frequently coming across such cases. He recalled a similar incident where a customer assaulted a McDonald's employee over a missing cookie in a Happy Meal, resulting in a 90-day jail sentence for that assailant. Chipotle, commenting on the case, emphasized their commitment to employee safety and expressed satisfaction with the court's decision. The victim, Russell, reported ongoing stress and trauma for the incident. She's getting ready for a civil suit. <laughs> Uh, leading her to quit her job at Chipotle and seek another position. She is considering counseling to cope with the aftermath of the attack. So, yeah, like you said, she's getting ready yeah. for it. Like, come on, you got a ball of food through your face. <laughs> I mean, no one wants that. No, I agree. But I, <laughs> I think it's a little much that you got to yeah. quit your job and seek professional help. What you need to do is go down to wherever this lady's working every day <laughs> and just give her H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, let's give her the opportunity to not let this one day define her for the rest of her life. Haney's attorney, Joseph O'Malley, commented to CNN. I don't see her as any greater risk than anyone who walks in off the street. I looked at it as someone who lost her cool. Now, Russell said she's going to get what she deserves. She didn't get a slap on the wrist. She's going to learn to work in fast food, and hopefully it will be good. So mm. I like this type of punishment. I think this is great. And I do think someone should go down there and make her miserable. <laughs> I mean, she's going to be there for two months. Yeah. So surely well, that she'll, she's going to get it at some point. It's common for people to say everyone should work in the restaurant industry for a while, but it really is true. Mm. Like. Until you've been yelled at by a customer, I mean, and belittled and berated, you don't know what it's like. Like, there were times where I wanted to fight women, you know? <laughs> it's like, I want to fight you right now. But you can't do that. You just got to take it and roll on with it, you know? Now, I think some of the McDonald's fights and all that that you see, the workers aren't too good at taking it when they get yelled at. Right. They'll let them have it right back. <laughs> but, Yeah. You can't treat people like trash. You never should. No. Right. In any industry, I, you you can't go down mm -hmm. to the tire plant and treat people like trash. You get in a fight, probably, right? Also, I try to remember, like, when you go to somewhere like, uh, you know, McDonald's and the, surfaces, the service isn't exactly up to snuff, 
you just got to remember you're dealing with teenagers. Sure. Who would, I mean, they don't want to be there. Well, this <laughs> and is- the only thing that's keeping them there is they need gas money. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. I had a guy who worked for me one time come back to the kitchen because, you know, a customer was mad and was, and they said, uh, Hey John, can you come up here and talk to this lady? Uh, she's expecting a five-star experience at a two-star restaurant (laughs) (laughs) or at a two-star sandwich shop. (laughs) And John's like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) that was right. I was like, look, your ticket's $10. You know, you're expecting a $50 experience. I'm not going to come out there and wipe the corners of your mouth after each bite, lady. (laughs) But people are like that. And then they get all mad, you know, it's toned down. Used to be a weekly occurrence that somebody on Facebook was complaining about service at a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just like, "Are you a you're grown at, man? You're at a fast food yeah. restaurant. What do you expect? Are you at a grown man and you're mad because they put pickles on your burger yeah. and you ask for no pickles? You know, just pull them off and eat it. We used to fight wars. You know, <laughs> we used to conquer lands, all of that, and you're letting pickles make you go on a a big thousand word ran on facebook doesn't make sense to me yeah well whatever if you want it your way you should have went to burger king <laughs> i don't think i told about when i went in the patreon when i went through my new york experience going to chick-fil-a in new york you did mention that yeah. y'all went it was not the same experience as you get here in the south was, they didn't say my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> they, they did <laughs> they did they program they brainwash them into that right but uh we go in and wait in line and get up to the thing. And the lady's like, hey, can I help you? She's a young girl. She's like, hey, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, we need to get this and this, you know, whatever it was, an eight-piece nugget and, uh, you know, two milkshakes and blah, blah, blah. And she just stared at me. And it was like uncomfortable, like a 45 seconds before I was like, and that's going to be it. <laughs> she didn't t- punch anything on the register. Because at first I was like, maybe she's a genius and she's going to remember all this. Like I'm at Waffle House or something. She's going to shout my order back. You know, maybe things work differently at Chick-fil-A in Times Square or wherever we were. Uh-huh. And she didn't say anything. And so teacher was like, yeah, uh, so how do we need to pay? And she's like, I'm sorry, what did you want? <laughs> So then I go over it again. And at this point, I'm like, I'm because Dieter and I were going to get us a uh, a milkshake apiece mm-hmm. because that was our treat for walking down there. The kids were in the room and they were tired and hungry and blah, blah, blah. And at that point, I was like, we're just leaving the shakes off. You know, like it's too much for her. <laughs> we have overwhelmed her with information. <laughs> <laughs> and so we tell her, like, hey, we want an eight piece combo, you know. We want a Coke to drink and, you know, fries and Chick-fil-A sauce. And she goes, Polynesian sauce? And I'm like, Chick-fil-A sauce, ma'am. That's all we want is Chick-fil-A sauce. She was like, you only want Chick-fil-A sauce? I was like, well, we want an eight-count meal. <laughs> I started to get frustrated. <laughs> and then Deidre wouldn't let the milkshakes go because we walked two blocks. She had to have a milkshake. <laughs> Did you... Did you have like a scrap of paper? Did you think about maybe like writing it down for her? I was like, look, we're speaking the same. Like she wasn't, there's a ton of foreigners in New York, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, they all love America. All the ones I talked to. <laughs> yes. She was from America. And I was like, I'm not saying, I'm not, I know I'm country, but everything I'm saying should be 
on the little pad, like number eight <laughs> chocolate shake, vanilla shake. Don't you you should just done. press the button. <laughs> you should have been like, you know what? I'm just going to use the app. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just going to step to the side and use the app. Right. And so finally, finally, we got it through to her. And she put our order in. And then they were like, well, you got to stand over here. You had to go upstairs if you wanted to get the table to sit at. Okay. But they're like, stand over here. So I'm standing in this area. And the whole time I'm standing there, a guy's mopping the floor around us. And I'm like, hey, dude, do you need me to stand somewhere else so you can get right? He's like, no, I'm fine. Literally, is like brushing my shoes with the mop <laughs> while he's mopping there. I was like, you guys, Truett Kathy would be ashamed of y'all. <laughs> Anyways, they finally got us our food. But it was bizarre. That lady was puzzled huh. at our order. And I was like, it's on your pad. Like, all we got to do is hit some buttons here. Number eight, Coca-Cola. <laughs> let me back there. You know, that's what I wanted to say. Just let me get back there. I'll do it. I'll make my shakes and everything. Huh. Yeah, whatever. The dude who brought my food to me was good, though. Yeah. Oh, and she asked me what my name was, and I said, John. And she said, Sean. And I was like, yep, Sean. That's it. <laughs> that's <good>. it. <laughs> that's exactly it. S-H-A-W-N. Last name, Alexander. I'm 2000 MVP, uh, MVP of the NFL. She's like Sean with a K. How would how would you spell that with a K? It was very bizarre. Like I don't think she was on drugs, but that's the only explanation I could come up with. It's like maybe she like that's what I was told. It was like maybe she like hit the little her little uh, vape pen before she right. walked up to the counter to take her order, and it was all hitting right when we were there. Because it's legal in New York, by the way. You can smoke marijuana wherever you want to, on the street if you want to. I was there. How many? There's a bunch of states that are like that. Oh now, yeah, yeah. So. Not Alabama. <laughs> Is it? I mean, at some point, and people were saying that this was going to happen before, and I'm starting to think it's not going to happen. But at some point, the federal and the state are going to have to get together yeah, to come to some right? agreement on it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know that they have to. Is it just going to be forever, like, illegal federally, and that's just something they give you if you're, like, a distributor or something? I guess so. I have no idea. They just break that out for the big guns? Well, I I can't imagine a presidential candidate hasn't gone, we're legalizing marijuana, y'all, outside of the Libertarian or Green Party people, you Mm -hmm. know, like a a major political candidate. Well, I've got my theories why that hasn't happened. (laughs) Pharmaceutical industry, maybe? (laughs) There's too much money made on the black market. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that could be true. (laughs) But I I just can't believe one of them hasn't done that to go, I'm going to get all the young people's votes right now. Right. I'm legalizing pot. So all y'all can be lazy and listen to the Grateful Dead <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Which, I mean, you know, presidents can't de facto legalize. No, they can't. They can only but they can say all things. that. They can say all they want to say, right? Right. Uh, which it's legal. It got passed in Alabama where it's legal medicinally. Did you know that? I, had, I It seems like I had heard that, yes. Not the smoking kind, right. but like, you know, creams and, and tinctures and yeah, whatever. <laughs> The day that passed, you know, they were the cancer center. People were calling all day long. I was like, I need to get a prescription for marijuana. <laughs> they had to be like, sir, they haven't even got a distribution system for this yet. <laughs> it's going to be some years before we will actually be able to prescribe it and everything. So just hold your horses on it. <laughs> and she said, these are like patients who hadn't been for a visit because their cancer has been in remission. They come like, you know, once every year or once every five <laughs> right. years. It was patients like that just going, 
I want to get some weed, man. Let me get some weed. <laughs> don't break don't break off your business relationships with Schizo just yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you gotta keep the cartels alive as long as you can. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. My next story here, BBC presenter is sorry after giving the middle finger during a news broadcast. Okay. <laughs> a BBC presenter has apologized after greeting viewers of a news broadcast with her middle finger raised. Miriam Mashiri, a chief presenter on the BBC News Channel, was seen to make the obscene gesture after a countdown to the start of the show. She quickly realized that she was live on the air and reverted to normal. The incident was flagged by the Clean Feed at the TV Room account on Twitter. Uh, it wrote, it's been a while since a middle finger gesture has made it on to the BBC News. Responding, uh, Ms. Miriam said that she had been having a private joke. The presenter said, hey, I'm so sorry about this. I was having a private joke with the team in the gallery and pre pretending to count down as the director was counting me down from 10 to zero, including the fingers to show the number. When we got to one finger, uh, she turned around as a joke and did not realize that it would be caught on camera. It was a private joke with the team. I'm so sorry it went on the air. It was not my intention for this to happen, and I'm sorry if it offended or upset anyone. I wasn't <laughs> flipping the bird at viewers or even a person, really. It was just a silly joke, and it was meant for a small number of my mates. <laughs> it comes after the UK government confirmed veteran TV executive Samir Saw was their preferred candidate to take over as BBC chair. Currently chief executive of award-winning production company Juniper TV, Shaw was also an executive on the controversial report by Boris Johnson's commission on race and ethnic disparities which included that the claim the country is still institutionally racist is not borne out by the evidence. He has also criticized woke warriors in an article for the specter discussing the cultural appropriation of food. I feel like they just needed to kind of pad out the end of that oh, article there. Yeah, right. <laughs> what has all this got to do with this lady <laughs> flipping the camera off? Yes. But, I mean, you know, she made a mistake. Well, do you remember when you learned how to shoot a bird, the just amount of <laughs> zeal you had to give it any time you could to anyone? I remember my mom actually showing me how oh, to throw okay. the bird. All right. <laughs> because I didn't have the de dexterity uh -huh. in my hands. So I would had to like hold my other fingers down. Oh, you're like two-handed? Yes. <laughs> I went... I went like that, yeah. like you're, you know, the what I would call a little kid bird for a long time, right? And then a guy, my school bus, is like, "No, nah, you got to get like this." It's that's what my mom showed me. Much cooler, like yeah. that. But now, which I don't flip the bird that much, all, but I think <laughs> that one's funnier. Yeah, yeah. it's no one can see what I'm doing. I was not doing anything because that's that's a sin. I right? was I was told when you have like your ring finger and your index finger like jutting out. On the sides of the middle finger, yeah, it's supposed to resemble the male genitalia. Oh, I didn't know that. That's but I what, like that. That's what my mom told yeah. me. <laughs> now I heard it came from like uh, medieval England or whatever, and they would talk about you know archers would shoot and they would release the arrow with two fingers, mm -hmm. you know, 
and that they were gonna they would do that like like the Irish or whoever would do that and go like we're gonna catch you and cut your finger off so you so can't, you can't shoot arrows no I more. I have no idea if that's true, <laughs> but I think that's funny if it is. Because the other thing is like, well, they can just go down to their ring finger and their middle finger to shoot arrows with, buddy. <laughs> or how about, I mean, you're probably not going to be as great at archery. Yeah. But if you absolutely have to in a pinch, can't you just use your thumb and your index yeah, finger? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that's a forbidden gesture and mm-hmm. you can't do it. I caught Thomas doing it one time when he was young to Hudson, you know, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny to like stealthily give people the bird. Oh, yeah. You when know? you're driving or whatever? Well, no, or are you no, talking no, about no, like no, doing like, an eyebrow wipe? And yeah, doing like when, like you're just, yeah. when you're just cutting up with your friends yeah. and someone is saying something you don't like and yeah. you just kind of like scratch your face you or something one, and you do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or the old, you know, like you're reaching in a bag of chips and then you pull that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, what about when you get the arm pump with it? That's when you know it means some business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this lady was clearly just goofing off. And I, thought, I mean, that's what it sounds like. I thought Europe was much more like tolerant of these things. Why is this even an issue? Their TV shows are downright dirty sometimes. I was about to say, yeah, I, I know some people who, if they saw this, he'd be like, <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Pearls clutching, falling out, gasp. Yeah. But personally, I don't, I don't see it as a big deal. Brings me back to a conversation. Uh, I had to leave early on Friday to go to our store reform. I wanted to get there when they opened up. You know, I'm, Daddy's got to make sure everybody's showing up on time. Number one, <laughs> I wanted to go over some stuff, and I had other stuff to do that day, so I left probably about seven fifteen. Well, I'm halfway to. Re- I'm coming into Gordo. Uh, for those from West Alabama who knows where Gordo is, and Deidre calls me, and she's like, I dropped my cup of coffee as I was walking out of the door. It went everywhere. I cleaned it up as much as I could, but it's going to be sticky and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, like, no big deal. You would be really mad if I did it, but I don't care, (laughs) you know? And in my head, I made a mental note. Don't forget when you come home for lunch, go ahead and knock that cleanup out. You know, get that done. So she ain't got to do it at the end of their day, you know? Anyways, so a little while later in our family chat, probably I'm on the other side of Gordo now. So five minutes later, there's a text from Dita that was like, I'm sorry, everyone heard me curse this morning. <laughs> and so <laughs> when I got home at the end of the day and uh, we're all downstairs eating, I'm like, hey, guys, what bad word did mama say? And Tom was like, she said the F word. <laughs> oh, snap. Dita <laughs> was like, I'm sorry, blah, blah. And so then I was like, well, hey, between me and mom, who have y'all heard cuss the most? Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone was like, mom. Oh, man. Except Thomas, who was like, well, I've heard you. He was like, you cuss more in silence. He was like, like, I heard, he was like, the other day I was in the bathroom and I heard you drop something and you said the D word, you know. He's like, but you said it really quiet where nobody could hear you, which is true. I cuss under my breath a lot, <laughs> which led into a bigger, broader discussion is cursing a sin, you know, and we landed on probably <laughs> that was where our theological discussion came to a close because I yeah. went there like, well, there's not a list of words in the Bible that are forbidden. Right. 
But it does say don't let unclean things come out of your mouth and all that. And, you know, it's probably better to err on the side of caution on this. But I don't think, you know, that if you say darn with the same intent that you would say damn. Is it really yeah, better? Right. Yeah. Right. Is it any different? Is it? Yeah. Re- yeah, I've, I've, I've thought the same thing. Yeah. I don't think there's like a list of English words right. yes. <laughs> that, that God is keeping track of. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that said, I think all, some of it depends on your audience. You yeah. know? Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think audience makes a big mm-hmm. deal. You don't want to get up in the pulpit and start cussing. Right. You know? But, you know, if you and the guys are playing a round of golf and you hit a bad shot and you let a, a word slip, that's probably not the worst thing in the world, mm-hmm. you know. But, I think probably the number one thing you don't want to do is take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, I that. Agree is that is specifically mentioned. Yes, that one is. So we did cover that, too. Yes. But yeah. So but I was just proud Dater cusses more than me in front of the children. That's hilarious. No one would have guessed that answer, mm-hmm. but I knew it to be true. She gets frustrated to let them fly sometimes. This morning, Eli and, and I don't know the context. Mm-hmm. I just know that Eli and his brother, they were in here. I think they were playing Roblox or something. But Tara heard Eli call somebody a butthole face. Okay. Which I thought was hilarious. That's a good one. That's a good cut down. <laughs> and she got super mad. And I was like, we have don't we have enough curse words to yeah, really we really add any more? Can we really do we really need to add this one to the list? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Tara thought so. Yes, yes. She's yeah. like, well, I don't want his brother hearing that and saying that. Oh. And I'm like, well, it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've told the story about. Uh, I dropped. I used to when Dieter worked seven on seven off. I would have to get the kids ready for school one morning. Mm-hmm. Or, or all in the mornings and uh, or for church or whatever. And we were going to church one Sunday, and I something happened, and I dropped an F, I mean, a very loud F-bomb. And Hudson, of course, immediately starts repeating it. <laughs> and we're, like, walking out the door. So the yeah, whole way to church, that yeah, he's just, like, dropping it, dropping it, <laughs> dropping it. I'm going, nobody, no, we don't say that word. He just kept going. And so then we got there. I played it off. I was like, I think he's saying truck. He's having a little trouble with his tease. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, California deer statue vandal is revealed as an amorous buck. (laughs) Okay. A California cabin owner arrived at the property to find her deer statue was damaged, and she checked security camera footage to reveal the culprit was a buck with romance in its mind. Uh, I bet she first thought it was like Black Lives Matter protesters (laughs) tearing down her statue. (laughs) What have they got against deer? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Well, they have against the all-black Union Regiment from New York that they vandaled that one. They're just they went statue crazy for a little while. Right. It was like there was statue. no statue safe. No, no, there was none. Except for the Nick Saban statue. <laughs> Tell you what, they better not put a scam Newton jersey on it. That'll get your trees poisoned. That'll get your trees poisoned real quick. <laughs> um Dolores Esteban Runte said the deer statue's legs were broken when she returned to her cabin, so she checked her footage from a ring security camera. 
The footage showed a male deer approaching the statue, which is used for crossbow practice. Well, that's not a statue. That's a, like a decoy, right? Yes. That's a target. Yeah, a target. Right. Did you see the target I posted in the Discord? I did. <laughs> 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 you're not a part of the Discord. You're missing out on some funny stuff. Uh, the, the footage showed the male deer approaching the statue. Uh, she said another deer, probably the same, uh, returned later that week for a second tryst with the statue that resulted in the animal and the faux deer both tumbling to the ground. <laughs> That's it. There's security camera footage in the in the thing, and the deer is just the deer is just trying to be a squirrel and get a nut. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's that you always say? Uh, unreasonably horny. Yeah, unnecessarily horny. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, the deer was just horny. Mm-hmm. No pun intended since it was a male deer. And they have antlers. Real hunters get mad if you call them horns. I think it's really funny that we'll all laugh at this and talk about how dumb deer are. Yeah. Yet there's like a whole industry yeah, of sex dolls. Like dolls for dudes on, on the internet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we are essentially, uh, when we're horny, we're essentially the same as this deer. Right. Yeah. I mean, or could you say like an electrical sock? Or could you say like uh, this deer when it gets horny is essentially like a human being? <laughs> yes, right. I don't, you know, when they're in the rut and you can kill them pretty easy because they'll run. They're not as cautious during that time. <laughs> no, you know, they'll not. just like run right out in the open if they think somebody's out there is going to give them some. Mm-hmm. Men will do the same thing. So yeah, just be careful out there, guys. <laughs> Well, this is going to be my last story here. Uh, We all make mistakes, says a woman who got bit by an octopus that she put on her face. Well, now you deserve it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, When Jamie Basilga, how do you say this? Basilga. Nailed it. First put an octopus on her face. She said that it felt squishy and fun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does she not know anything about octopi? <laughs> Maybe she just likes squishy, fun things on her face. <laughs> well, some people do, yes. me included. <laughs> I can identify with that. <laughs> the Fox Island, Washington woman was participating in a Tacoma fishing derby on the first weekend in August. She wanted to help her friend get a good picture for the photo contest. These suckers weren't strong. They just kind of crept all over my face and my nose and my ears. She told As It Happens guest host Pia. Oh, man, I can't even say that. Come on. Give it to us. (laughs) Come on. Let's hear it. I really need to start uh, reading these articles before we go. That's the charm (laughs) of the show. (laughs) Chad (laughs) Apodrea. It's just going to be Pia from now on. (laughs) Then the freshly captured mollusk chomped down. When its beak entered my chin, it was the most intense pain, she said. It felt like a barbed hook. If I tried to release it off my face... I just knew that it was going to tear skin or flesh away. It was a split second decision and the one she regrets. I'm not here to, you know, try to make myself look good because I know I don't. She said, we're human and we all make mistakes. (laughs) She waited until the creature loosened its jaw a bit and then quickly hauled it off her face. 
just narrowly managing to free herself before it could bite again. The wound was bleeding profusely, but... What's her name? <laughs> Come on. But Jamie <laughs> says that she played it cool. I'm a strong-willed woman. I'm by myself on a boat. I've got five guys watching me. <laughs> <laughs> so I try not to act like anything major is going on. I grab my towel as it's bleeding, and I just kept held it to my face, and I go on with fishing in the derby. Uh, Jamie kept on fishing through that Friday evening and into the next afternoon. She went home Saturday evening. When she woke up the next day, her face was completely swollen. That's because the octopus was venomous. Sure. <laughs> my eyes were swollen. I couldn't see very well out of my left side. My glands were completely swollen. Underneath my chin was a large pus pocket. And then the left side of my face was completely paralyzed, she said. Still, she didn't panic. She says that she hopped in the shower. She cleaned her fishing gear. I'm wondering, is that a euphemism for something? (laughs) 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 And then she headed straight to the hospital. There wasn't a second before they had me in the room because it was the rarest case that they had ever seen. I was the talk of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, check out this patient in room 103. Yeah. She put an octopus on her face. Hey, this lady has octopus problems. <laughs> Everybody come quick. Uh, she is out of the hospital and recovering now. She's taking antibiotics and medications to deal with the venom. She has a wound on her face, and she suspects that it will become a lifelong scar. Probably. But she ultimately got the last laugh. She took the octopus home. She cooked it and ate it. There you go, little calamari. (laughs) A fact that she says that she's been getting a lot of flack for online. Well, I disagree with that. I mean, this octopus had it coming, right? Yeah, right. right. (laughs) That's what you get. You take one of us, we take two of you. I'm not here to judge anyone. If that's what they, if they want to judge me, so be it. They have nothing better to do than, you know, ridicule somebody for doing what they love to do. This is my passion. I fish, I hunt, and I'm a forager, and we all eat. So, well, I mean, you deserve to be made fun of for putting an octopus <laughs> on your face. I agree. Especially as someone who acts like you got a bunch of experience. So you should know better than that. What if it squirted ink in your eye? What would you have done? Look at this picture here. She did get the picture, so. Oh, there you go. She's trying to look like Davy Jones. I guess so. (laughs) I guess so. Do you fear death? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, stupid is as stupid does. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to pay the price for it. But yeah, octopus is octopi uh, freak me out. I'm, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm sort of afraid of them. They are crazy smart. Yeah. Have you ever seen, like, on TV, like, they've done things like open up padlocks? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, they'll solve puzzles and all kind of stuff. They're crazy. Makes yeah. you wonder. They change colors and blend in with their surroundings. They'll mm-hmm. even look like the texture of stuff that's around them. It's crazy. Yeah. We got to be careful that they don't rise up. They might. Against us one day. We got to worry. We're... <laughs> Them and crabs. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just, I don't know. If I were to see an octopus, I would go the other direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if I see an alligator, I'll go over towards it. It's like I'm smarter <laughs> than this thing. An Have you ever smarter seen, than me. I think it's in Korea where they'll like eat live octopus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. The Asians in the food are 
they're on a whole nother level. Right. I mean, I know we don't eat the healthiest stuff down here <laughs> in the South. You know, we will have chitlins and pig's feet and all that. But yeah, they'll eat live stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's how you end up with COVID. <laughs> they're eating bats. <laughs> that was fake, by the way. That was yeah. a lie. Everybody it, believed it. Came it came from a lab. Came from a lab yeah. in the town <laughs> in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it happens. Not a wet market. So, yeah, I wouldn't eat a bat either unless it was endangered. <laughs> <laughs> then I totally would. Um, well, let's talk about another not smart person. The first non-incumbent, openly gay Republican elected to U.S. Congress, George Santos, who was expelled, we talked about last yes. week. Um for a list of charges, including wire fraud and money laundering, uh, uh, and uh, t- conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States. What That's, was that? I have no idea. That sounds pretty wild. That sounds serious. Anyways, Santos has hit out at the concept of same-sex marriage, claiming that he was against it, despite having a husband of his own. <laughs> I mean... This dude will say anything, right? I think so. Does anyone actually pay attention to what he what he's doing now? <laughs> Look, Republican voters is not looking good. We've we've elected some dumb people. Now there's <laughs> dumb people on both sides. But we got some wild ones. I, name name the smart people in Congress. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like any? that's way more of a challenge sure. than naming off the dumb ones. Did you see the footage of the uh, congressional hearing with like the Harvard president and all that, or mm-hmm. they were like grilling them because apparently you can call for the genocide of Jews on their campus and that's not considered hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like all the presidents from these Ivy League schools are like, well, it depends on the context, you know. <laughs> You're like, well, what other context is there? Yeah, I feel like the founding fathers had a good idea when, like, look, okay, no one likes hate speech, but if you want to get right down to brass tacks, hate speech is still free speech. Yeah, I agree. You know, I feel like if you want to call for the genocide of Jews, that's you should be able mm-hmm. to do that. And if the Jewish people want to fight you over it, then they should be able to do that too. Right. You know, that's just the way it should go. <laughs> you, you say what you want to say. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to stand by the consequences right. of said speech. Yes. But as far as just the U.S. is concerned, yeah, we should be like, hey, this is, you say what you want to, the government's not going to do right. anything. So long as you're not actually calling for violence against, which I mean, I guess technically maybe yeah, they're calling violence. for violence <laughs> yeah. against an entire yeah. ethnic group. Ed, but, ethnic and religious group. Yes. Um, but you see my point. Yeah. Like so long as you're not trying to rally a bunch of people together to go burn down yeah. Macy's or something. <laughs> What's the big deal? I, well, the other thing is like, uh, you remember a few years ago in where was it? Charlottesville, where all those dudes were marching with tiki torches. Yeah, I remember that. And they were like, I guess, calling for the genocide of Jews. Everyone said they were Nazis. Well, they were mad about the the General Lee statue that they were going to oh, be okay. taken down. Oh, and, that's back in statue season. <laughs> yeah, that was back during statue season. But they did have they had like riot shields. Yeah, and then, but they had like swastikas emblazoned on them, right? Yeah. So I don't know, but everybody was like, "Those dudes suck." Right? Yeah. And now people who are like pro-Palestinian can go march on Harvard's campus <laughs> right. and call for the genocide <laughs> of Jews, and everyone's like, 
That depends on the context, it, guys. It is funny to me <laughs> that it seems like the people who were the loudest about calling people Nazis yeah. are now the ones who want to exterminate the Jews. Kind of sounds like it. <laughs> also, to my white brethren, if we're going to march for something, we need to make real torches. Don't get tiki torches. <laughs> you know, that looks so chintzy. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> you think they would have been taken seriously? Yeah, you if need they would some, have had real torches. You need some real torches, not tiki. You know, everybody went down to Walmart and bought a pack of tiki torches. That was so lame. Yeah. Yeah. That was a Fed operation, too. Everybody knows. <laughs> That's well documented. Alex will be tweeting about it before too long on Twitter. Uh, okay, anyways, back to Santos. I was an opposer of gay marriage, he told reporters when pressed on his relationships with more conservative Republicans in the House of Representatives. He got married because that was the option, but he didn't believe it should be called marriage, the former congressman from New York said. I thought it should have been a civil union. It would have given us the same benefits, the same rights under the law. Making it marriage was never the business of the government. I'm not saying I oppose just gay marriage, I oppose marriage by the government in general. That's a very conservative Christian take right there <laughs> that I heard being floating around back when all that was going on. The government needs to not even be involved in marriage. Here's my question. Where is where does civil union stand now that gay marriage is allowed? I guess those are done, right? Are they over? I don't know. I'm asking. I really, well, I mean, you still have common law, you know, straight. Like, okay, hypothetically, let's say one of my sons grows up mm-hmm. and he wants to get married, but because he's too cool... And he wants to be countercultural. Can he get a civil union to his girlfriend? I don't know. Assuming he got, you see, what I'm saying, like, right. assuming he wanted a traditional marriage, but he didn't want to, he didn't want it to be married. Like, what right. if all the Christians out there, we started getting civil unions so that we <laughs> could be different, different from the homosexual community? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, first of all, what I, I kind of on with Santos on this, like, what is the what's it the government's business? Who's getting married or who's not getting married? Anyways, why how do I have it, to get a license? For how that? did it start? Probably because the, they want to get a twenty dollar fee. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you got to pay that fee regardless, don't you? I mean, I guess so. I mean, but I don't I, think you should have to. Well, I know that when when me and my wife got married, we had to go get a marriage license. Yeah, and, right. There was Back all in the day, you used stuff, to have to yeah. get a blood test. Mm-hmm. I think my, my mom and dad had to get a blood test. Yeah, I think we did, too. Oh, we didn't. Maybe it's because we knew everybody at the courthouse <laughs> or something. They, which, I mean, it's not like we had to actually go and give blood, but we did. When we were getting our marriage license, we had to sign saying that they could release our like our doctors would release our medical records oh, to right. the, whoever that was doing the I don't license. remember that. I don't like that. <laughs> well, it's a little intrusive <laughs> by the government. Um, That's the, never before has that been more important than here in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that may be the big deal. I'm sure it's probably important for divorces and all that to keep a record of who's gotten hitched and all mm-hmm. that. Because when you get to the divorce, you're splitting real property and, and money and all that stuff. But, yeah, outside of making sure you, it's not your cousin or something which i think you could marry your first cousin in alabama is it first i think so okay huh yeah i think so which a whole nother subject uh i saw an article where they released the most dangerous cities in america guess who is number one is it birmingham nope close bessemer alabama oh, bessemer. baby wow yeah. 
Bessemer, home of the Bright Star, <laughs> the <laughs> oldest restaurant in Alabama. Yeah, there you go. But it's, you know, Bessemer's a small, I think it's per capita mm-hmm. crime. And they're small, but they're right there in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they get a lot of that spillover, I guess. I remember my dad, he used to load us up on the weekends and take us to Sea Feast. <laughs> okay. It's like a seafood buffet yeah. place in Bessemer. Okay. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was at the time. What was the I don't think it's there anymore. It's long been closed. Nikki's West. You ever been to Nikki's West? Mm-mm. Oh, that's a good place over I've there, I've been too. to the Bright Star, but it has been a long time. Bright Star is good. I, I don't want to offend all the Alabamians. It's a little overrated, if you ask me. <laughs> but it's good food. It's good food, good ambiance and all that. So, yeah, it, just because Coach Brian ate there once don't mean it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I say that about the Waysider all the time. I'll eat Waffle House over the Waysider any day. Yeah, that'll offend a lot of people from Tuscaloosa when I say that, but I agree. Well, I like the Waysider, but I agree. Like, I don't. It ain't nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just because Coach it's Brian a fine, But it's a there. fun place to go eat breakfast. Yeah, it's an all right place. Mm-hmm. It's an okay place <laughs> to eat breakfast. I prefer rights personally. Rights is great. Rites I like rights too. Yes, it is. I, I don't mind rights at all. Right uh, past what used to be the right <laughs> the <past>. winks. <laughs> yes, it used to be there by Leela Lane's. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's when it was real good. <laughs> you could there was roach droppings in your gravy. <laughs> That's got nothing to do with George Santos. Anyways. On November 30th, Santos celebrated his second anniversary with his husband, Matt, whom he described as his partner in life, and a rock who has not skipped a beat over the past few months. On the same day, he wrote that the couple were proud to show the world that being gay doesn't necessarily make you blind to bad policy, labeling themselves as proud conservatives who will buck the gay incorporated mafia every time we have the opportunity. Hmm. I didn't know there was a gay mafia. <laughs> I've heard of the gay agenda. Yeah. I guess the gay mafia is implementing the gay agenda. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I, I, well, I'll tell you what, depending on what business you have, you know, yeah. if you don't. Well, you better you make them a cake. <laughs> if you don't make them a cake or put X number of LGBTQ characters in your shows, <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. You're going to, at the very least, you're going to owe them some protection money. <laughs> <laughs> there are more gay conservatives than you would think. I know several I gay feel conservatives. Like now, now that that's not an issue anymore, you know? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, now it comes down to just policy, I guess, right. for the gays. I mean, there's know? a lot of... Look, I, I don't want to speak for the gay people. No. But my assumption would be there's got to be some gay people out there who they don't like high taxes either. No, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, they want to own guns. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a friend who is staunch. He's more conservative than I will ever be. Right. And he is as gay as the day long. He's been gay his whole life. Mm-hmm. He didn't know it part of his life, but everybody else did. <laughs> yeah. No, there are gay conservatives out there. And I imagine they're probably centered in the South more than anywhere else, just because there's more conservatives in the Mm -hmm. South and you grow up in a conservative culture and all that, which I think, um, I think by the numbers, I saw this this week, the South has more gays than any other region. Really? Yeah. Just like total numbers or maybe it was per capita or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed it would be out West. Yeah. You would think so. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. 
Well, I mean, they love Florida. Miami. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, right. I'm gay for Florida myself. <laughs> I'm pretty gay for Florida, too. <laughs> yeah. You know what else I'm gay for, Tiny? <laughs> Cajun Curl Bayou Blue Spice. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order the spice right there on Cajun Curl. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes. I heard that lady put it on octopus. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else you can think of putting it on, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on it will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry Cajun Curl, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and both Piggly Wigglies, one down Highway 69 South, and the one in Northport on Lurley Wallace Boulevard. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, we've got one question. Okay. Hope it's a good one. <laughs> John, this comes from C-Pain. John and Tiny, what are your favorite Christmas movies? <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, a Christmas Story, I guess, would be That's a probably good one. number one. I like it a lot. Yeah. My number one is probably Elf. Okay. Like, I've seen it so much now Yeah, that it's honestly kind of got to the point where it's not quite what it I'm used just, to be. I've seen it so much. Yeah. But if I can go back to the first time I ever watched that movie, I was crying. Laughing. It was such a good movie. Yeah. Home Alone 1 and 2. Those are good. Yeah. We watch those every year. Right. Gremlins. Gremlins that's is a, a good Christmas one. movie. It takes place at Christmas time. That doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie, though. Well, okay. That's the same people who are getting all <laughs> Die Hard's a Christmas well, movie. I hadn't got to Die Hard yet. Hold up. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to buck back on you. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Gremlins, It okay, you say it's not a Christmas movie, but it's every bit the Christmas movie is all these movies that our wives are watching. Well, that, we're not talking about crappy Hallmark movies. <laughs> we're talking about real movies here, right? Well, yeah. I just I always hear that uh, my wife, she's like, I love Christmas movies so much, and I'll come back, I'm like, those aren't Christmas movies. Those are romance, those are romance movies yeah. that have that take place at Christmas time. Right. Yeah, and she'd be like, "No, uh, they're Christmas movies. Look here, it says right here. Yeah, you know, Christmas, well, whatever." Clearly, Tara's a woman, so she's wrong. Okay, <laughs> Gizmo was bought as a Christmas present. Okay, for the dude's son that he got it. Where, what's the Christmas theme in that movie? Uh, I guess don't feed gremlins every midnight. That's not a Christmas thing. <laughs> but Miracle on 34th Street, that has a Christmas theme. What is it? Uh, what's the one with all the ghosts? Uh, you know, Christmas present, Christmas past. What's that called? With Tiny Tim? Oh, you're talking about the uh, 
um, a Christmas a Christmas carol. carol. Yes. yes, that has a Christmas theme to it. Yeah, they have a those are Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Elf is a Christmas movie. Well, what's um, the theme of Elf? What's the Yukon Cornelius movie? Uh, is that <laughs> Rudolph? Uh, Rudolph? Rudolph? Right here. Yeah, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, what was the what was the Christmas lesson in in those movies? Uh, well, in Elf, it's yeah. Well, you got to spread Christmas cheer, <laughs> right? Well, that's that's the theme in Gremlins too. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. What's the Christmas theme in Die Hard? The Christmas theme in Die Hard is uh, love for family, and <laughs> you're willing to do whatever it takes that's to not protect Christmas. those who are close to you. See, there's a whole <laughs> all these people who think they're funny. Like to go with Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. It just takes place during the Christmas season. Fair enough, but I think that's just enough to get it over the hump. I don't think so. Where you can say it's a Christmas I, movie. I disagree. And it's a fine movie. I disagree. In fact, I was trying to <laughs> I was gonna ask Tara, I'm like, look, I know I know you draw a hard line on <laughs> our movies. But can Eli please watch this year? Yeah. Can this be the first year that he Eli watched. gets to watch Die Hard with me? But Die Hard is a Christmas movie like going to a strip club where the dancers have to wear pasties and bottoms is a strip club. It's not the same thing. <laughs> you know? I was really struggling to see where you were going. Well, you get that. it now. It's a, it's a totally different experience. You're saying they, that don't count. They don't count. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a sense, they do. But it's not the real thing. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All I'm saying is that if you if you log on to your uh, HBO Max account and you yeah. go to their Christmas movie section, sure. Gremlins is there. Well, let's believe the liberals at HBO. <laughs> <laughs> we we canceled our HBO Max subscription. We get it through our AT&T like home internet service. I was a little but mad. the day if if we ever like drop it or they decide or if they don't negotiate another whatever and then I'm not going to miss it. Well, I didn't realize until this week they were doing an in-season hard knocks with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I would really love to watch that. And I was going to get on HBO Max. And I was like, did we cancel HBO Max? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> dang it. The one time you gave me control over the TV. Because essentially, football season is over. Right. College football. And I dominate the TV on Saturdays. It's the only time I demand the TV mm-hmm. where I put my foot down. I'm the leader of this house, God appointed <laughs> head of this household. <laughs> and we're going to watch Rutgers, Minnesota at 11 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. So the rest of the year, I let everybody watch what they want because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Then I was like all pumped because I was like, Deidre. Deidre is sort of a Dolphins fan because in high school she had a crush on their kicker, Pete Stoyanovich. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tua and Waddle and all them were on the team. So I was like, this would be cool. And and now I can't watch it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's how life works, I guess. You don't always get what you want. (laughs) Uh, I guess that'll do it for the free show. Yeah. Let's see. You better join the Patreon if you want more of this <laughs> engaging content. One thing we need to do before we end this show is we need to talk about our patrons. We need to thank them for all that they do for supporting us. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. 
And those fine individuals are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Will. Yeah. Uh, what better Christmas gift to give someone than a Patreon <laughs> subscription? Absolutely. You know? And you can sign up for the year and yeah. get like a huge discount, too. Oh, yeah. Why so. are you not taking advantage of the discount? <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity, where we have several tiers, but the $5 tier, that's all it is. Five bucks gives you an extended show. That's an extra show that we do after this one. Speaking of extended shows, what have we got coming up in the extension today? We're going to talk about a knife necklace. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about Representative Brandon Williams and okay. why he was caught on video uh, threatening, yelling and threatening his former staffers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, OnlyFans again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all a Patreon is. We should name the Patreon the OnlyFan Chronicles. <laughs> I tried to stay away from a Patreon or an OnlyFans story this week. So I wish I could get like a history book from like 50 to 100 years in the future. Yeah. And see what the historians have to say about the creation of OnlyFans. I would like to see the historical like... um problems or lack thereof that are born out of the OnlyFans generation. You know? <laughs> right. Like what if OnlyFans has lifted more people out of poverty than any other <laughs> industry in the history of the world? Yeah, I don't know. I would just like to wonder what kind of effect it's going to have on our society. What if like nudes just became an actual form of currency? Sure. Right. And if you were super good looking, you were rich. Yeah, you were all and rich. And if you were like me or you then you were living in poverty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I go to get gross and you're like, look, I got to show you my butthole. <laughs> I need this pack of steaks for the 4th of July weekend. <laughs> right, sir, you have to put those back and get pork chops. <laughs> Your butthole is not steak worthy. <laughs> you got anything else? I, no, I feel like my butthole is steak worthy. <laughs> That's the only thing I have to ask. I mean, just I haven't looked at it. I haven't gazed upon it in quite some time. Mm -hmm. But I take good care of a (laughs) buff. Mine is making steak worthy. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm... I'm proud of my butthole. Okay. (laughs) This might be my best feature. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetbell.net, or you can head on over to our website, that's earthoddity.net, and just respond to us straight from there. That's right. If you would like to tweet at us on X, we are at underscore earthoddity. We have some show art that you can check out sometimes. Occasionally. That's on Instagram, at underscore Earth Oddity over there. Sure. We have some, we have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059, 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network, signing off. Love y'all. Bye.
has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons. We're rid of the globalist scum from the <laughs> regular show. I doubt we actually are, though. <laughs> no, there's still some globalist scum. They're monitoring us. They're just us. not paying for it. Yeah, they're monitoring us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything cool to talk about. I wanted to talk about The Rock. Okay. Because I don't think... Uh,